Thanks for joining us on this beautiful May Saturday morning. You're listening to Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, and I've got Nicholas Costu, one of the main hosts, Kyle Nice, other main host, and uh, Dante Delfico, a sometimes contributor, along with me, <laughs> the ho- hockey knowledge list man. So uh, I'm going to hand things off to Nick right now to get started here. Uh, I feel like we got a recap coming in, right? Yeah, well, for those of you who don't recognize that voice, that is the much-anticipated return of Will Angles, who was on for the Holiday Roundtable, episode 21, about four months ago. Fans were clamoring for him um, on, on, on the Reddit posts and the Twitter, yeah. and, and he's made his much-anticipated return. He, he's a very busy guy, but he's cut a sliver of his schedule out oh. just for us today. So we're, we're very honored to have Will on. And uh, it, it's a special one because, you know, we, we're, we're obviously previewing the conference finals episodes uh, or sorry, the, the matchups. Mm. And, um, you know, Will's got a lot of knowledge to shed on, on, on Carolina, Boston, San Jose, um, obviously those being finalists here with the, with the final four. So uh, we're just going to start off by recapping what the hell has transpired since our last episode. And uh, in doing so, I'm going to take the lead here because I know Kyle is quite disturbed based <laughs> on how it wrapped up. And quite honestly, he doesn't want to talk about any of these matchups. So I'm, I'm just, quitting. Yeah, he's basically out of here. I told you guys I'd be quitting the sport and I have. Yes. So clearly fans by that know how things ended up going. And, and with, without further ado, I'm going to start off with San Jose, Colorado. How dare you? <laughs> Let me warm up first before I get fired. You want to do the other ones? You want to do the other ones first? Do the other ones first. All right. Other ones first. All right. (laughs) Okay. Good segue. Last time I left you all, I said I was going on a road trip to St. Louis to cover the St. Louis Dallas series. I was going to see Pierre. That's why you see the media members, shake Ray's hand, and beautiful city, beautiful arena. Got to talk to some of the fans. Great fan base. And, and, And happy for them. They are advancing in the next round. It was a seven dramatic seven-game series against the Dallas Stars, uh, an overtime winner by Patty Maroon, the the, the St. Louis native, um, and in what you can only surmise as a, a a a a brilliant brilliant drama with him scoring with his with his with his son in the stands and his fiance there and his parents. It was a great moment. Robert Thomas, the Aurora local. Pitched in with an assist on the game-winning goal. It, it was it was really something. And and young Binnington once again proved young. why he is where he is right now on his way to the conference final. Any quick thoughts on this series, Kyle? I got some bones to pick right here. First of all, young Binnington is a passionless robotic piece of shit. The team wins double overtime, game seven, and he doesn't even fucking celebrate. You know what he does? He he gives a post a few taps. He walks over and then he. he does his thing with his team. And then in the post-game interview, he looks as stoic as he is as he always is. He's just this racist piece of shit. Wow, that's and, a hot uh, take. And I, I have no respect for his character. I, I think he's just, uh, he's a goofball. He's a spoiled brat. And um, Robert Thomas Robert Thomas was the hero of overtime. Nick, uh, if, if you didn't know, um, Maroon got uh, the spotlight he deserved, and it's a great story. But uh, Jaden Schwartz, in my mind, was... Uh, a continuous MVP for this team. And then uh, the last factor here, Nick, is um, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan 
Uh, they just didn't show up in Game Seven. They were trash, fair. trash in a bag. So they I hate Bennington chances. more than ever, Nick. I yeah. hate him more than ever. Show me some character. How do you like this guy? Tell I me. love it. I think it's How so unique. Like it's guy? so unique for a goalie. I, I I love the reaction well, when they scored the game winner. It looked like he was skating out of his net after a loss. But it doesn't. It was, it was brilliant. Unique isn't always good. No, because a, a goalie needs to be. It's like Marty Brodeur said. <clears throat> it's ninety nine percent mental, and it and he's mastered the art of of compo- of staying composed and harnessing the mental element of the game and not becoming emotionally invested in the game. And I love it. It's such a hard thing to do. And at the young, ripe age of 25, he's managed to do it. Uh, you might not understand this, and I, I, I see why you're pissed. But pissed as a off. goaltender myself, who wishes he could harness his emotion like that, it, it's brilliant. It, it, trust me, as a goaltender, it's rare to find players who can do that, who cannot be a, a reckless wreck when they let in bad goals or, or to get overly jovial after a dramatic win like that mm. he knows the goal's bigger he knows the cup is bigger i guarantee if they win the cup he will show more emotion it just to him i think he sees this more of a marathon than a sprint and uh he at the end of the day they're only halfway there two or four rounds so why celebrate kyle i guess so i i just see him as a guy for first year in the league and he's not showing a whole lot of humility like even in his interview he's just like he's got to stay composed yeah. he knows he's got to win eight more games that are going to be tough to win. So he, he's staying in there. I haven't, I haven't liked him since that Twitter thing came out, and he's he's done nothing but. Uh, it's upset just a kid. Me. He's, he's ups- just a no. Kid. He's twenty five. He's, he's not just- a kid. He's barely. He's six months away from not being eligible for the Calder. He is not a kid. He's twenty five years old. He's a fucking nineteen ninety fucking four or three. He's not he's a 25. kid. Twenty five. He's, he's just 25. two years older than us. Exactly. Exactly. He's two years older than us. When we're not kids, are we? Sometimes. Well, what do you what do you think of these tweets, Bud? You're not you're not informed on this situation. I'm He's sure a racist you're, prick. You're going to be very opinionated on this. You know what? Get Bef- this. Hey, okay, hold you know. on, hold on, hold on. Before you read it, know this: he did not apologize for this, and he did he he said, "Oh, I was a kid. It's like you know, I was a kid. Whatever. Right. Sweep it under the rug." No, no, listen. Okay, so the story is: listen, I'm going to brief you. Before game one against Winnipeg, first game, first round. A reporter, a Winnipeg native, does some investigative journalism, goes deep into his Twitter, and finds these posts from 2013. Uh, This being the first here. Please read it out loud. Quote, I was thinking, when people who wear the burqas are at the airport, how is the security able to see if that's them in their passport? Seriously. Tweet two, quote, also, if you're underage and nervous of getting into a bar, throw the damn burqa on. No way the bouncer will get into the awkward questioning. Tweet three, quote, yeah, taxi man, I'd probably rather listen to the radio than listen to you talk on the phone in another language, end quote. Those are the three quotes they dug up. The interviewers gave him a barrage of questions about that game one, and he had one of the greatest performances of a career that night. So what do you think of those tweets? Um, well, he did not apologize for this. How this is a professional ago? hockey league. He was 19 or something. Nin- 19 years 19 old. 19 or 20. But this was this was 2013 that he made these. So six years ago. Yeah. 19. Yeah. They are pretty unpleasant. Not going to lie. Uh, very, 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 uh, very tasteless, I'd say. Um, there are definitely people who think like that. And uh, obviously that's not really something we should encourage. But... 
I'm not going to say don't think like that because if that's if that's how the person sees things, then what what could me as somebody lecturing them get them to do, right? Mm-hmm. I think they kind of have to just learn through experience, learn through like living, learn through meeting other people because obviously that comes from a very isolated viewpoint where I've never met anybody in a in a cordial cordial friendship kind of uh, kind of sense. I've only ever seen them as taxi drivers or, or, or extras in the background, never really as people who are my friends, people who I interact with. Hmm. So six years is a long time, man. Like people change. I, I don't want to, I don't want to defend those tweets, but 2013 was a long time ago. People were definitely like, I was doing a lot of dumb shit at 19 too. So I'm not really somebody to pass judgment on somebody else for doing that. Uh, I think as long as he's cleaned up his act and knows that stuff like that, especially in the, in the Twitter sphere, is a spe- a, a double a special so from somebody who's a respected athlete it's just it's not it's not it's not great it's not it's not right but that is six years ago so i don't really want to i don't know enough about this guy to say like oh he's a dick through and through it's more just like hopefully he's learned his lesson but if he hasn't then fucking work on it bud but here, here's the and, and no and i'm sorry just to piggyback off that this was his quote when they did address the, the tweets to him in the interview. It was, oh, quote, it was a while ago when I was a teenager and it was a little sarcasm. Joking around when I was a teenager. That's what life's about. You live and yeah. learn and you yeah, grow yeah, yeah. as a human. Okay. I'm just here to play in the playoffs a couple of hockey games. So let me, let me take you through that quote. As a 25-year-old professional hockey player, there's no apology. There's no I did wrong. It's just... I was a kid. Give me a break. That's what he's saying. And that's 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 the kind of defense that I, th- I think is really tired and played out. I mean, Very. we all kind of know that that's like the standard kind of like, oh, you know, uh, boys will be boys. Kids will yeah, be kids. Like, exactly. like, leave me alone. It's not something that I think should stand. But at the same time, like, <clears throat> like I said, like, I, I can't I can't shit on somebody else at age 19 for doing dumb stuff. Because like, even though I didn't do things in the kind of offensive realm. I was still being an idiot and I was still far less mature than I am now. So in that, in those six years, if he's grown, grown as a person, grown as a human being, understands that, that, that these kinds of things are not right. Then why, why would I continually shit on him? If, if that's the case, right. But I get, I don't know enough about the guy. I, I've, I've never met him. I've never talked to him. I don't read his mind. I'm not Johnny Carson. So like <laughs> sideways, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Just it's it's kind of one of those things that like you 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 sit in on, you you watch from afar, but unless you actually know the man, know the kind of dude he is, at least now as opposed to then, really, what can I say, right? Hmm. So for are, like, if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, will it be tainted by this tweet? Because the way you sound, no, you're gonna be I, sour. No, I don't think this tweet means anything to anyone anymore. I'm just saying I don't like him. And I probably never will because of what I've seen from this and, and his nonchalant attitude towards his, his team and, and winning in general. I just don't like it. It's not my kind of player. A little bit too arrogant, eh? Too arrogant, yeah. You're and a rookie in this league and you're acting like you're the top the, shit. You know like, what, though? It's worse. You're not Patrick Waugh. At least, at least he backpedals a bit because I find that nowadays people are, are, are very apt to like just own shit make that part of their personality, even if it is a offensive, poor taste tweet from several years ago. Someone's like, oh, hey, like, why'd you make these tweets? And it's just like, yeah, man, that's how I really feel. Like, deal with it. 
Mm. People are, I find that when you get to a certain level of fame, sometimes people either go that road or they go the road where they backpedal and they kind of pretend it didn't happen. Mm. He's doing, he, at least he's doing the, the lesser of two evils versus just owning it, which would be pretty fucked up. Yeah. But hey, people grow up, people change. I'm not going to pass judgment on this guy. So as long as, as long as he knows that those types of tweets are, are, are pretty shitty, especially for people who might not who might feel like blocked out by the game of hockey because of like it's pretty homogenous demographic right i know it sounds kind of corny but like imagine you're some kid who's in brampton uh likes to play hockey but he's not like this white bro who you normally <laughs> associate with the game yeah it it, it seems it, it's not a barrier per se but it just seems a little bit like rough to have <laughs> and it's the kind of thing that should be avoided especially because hockey's a game for everybody you know yeah everyone likes to play hockey yeah all right, we got a lot, lot of ground to cover. I did not expect to go down that <laughs> rabbit sorry, hole. Yeah, sorry. But uh, c- a contentious topic nonetheless. We mm. move on to. You know, we move on to the other part of the bracket, and I'm going right at it here. San Jose, Colorado. <laughs> no. This was a series. Listen. No. So, no. Come on. Okay, <laughs> this was a series that Kyle and I knew we'd be tuned out of for the most of it. What do you mean tuned out of? Well, I mean, we did watch segments of it, but we were in different parts of the country during the series. We oh, did not yeah. get together to watch a game until game six, when it was 3-2 San Jose. And the end of seven. And the end of seven. So needless to say, I was just, I was walking Broadway in Nashville, doing the, the Broadway routine. And, you know, the game would be on at bars. And, and <clears> of <throat> things I noticed, A, Martin Jones, <clears throat> Stellar, comes out of nowhere, uh, this was my X factor, the McKinnon versus Jones battle. Uh, I thought McKinnon, as I stated, would abuse the relationship. He did not. Uh, Martin oh. Jones came up strong. McKinnon was stopped by Vlasic by the sounds of it. Uh, they had the, the San Jose had their way with the top line, and the top line was not a threat the whole series. It was it was just the secondary scoring. Maybe game four you could make the argument McKinnon turned it on, but other than that, he he was nowhere to be seen. In a in a uh, very he, he was he was almost Johnny Goudreau like no was, way it, it no was, it was way bad. not a chance um, you so, can't use that comparison listen, so Martin Jones was great and Logo Couture was great as well um, he 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 I th- believe he still leads the playoffs in goal scoring he's got to be up he there does. in the Con Smythe voting had a yes. great game three from what I saw um, super impressed with Logan um, Logan you know Burns has showed me a lot on the back end. The other defenseman there. To me, the story is Jones, Kocher, and the defense in shutting down that top line. That's the story. I believe we saw that in Game 7. They really couldn't generate anything that whole third period we saw. I know they had the early second goal. But other than that, nothing much. And what surprised me was that I thought in order to win oh, this series... in the heroics of Joe Pavelski in Game 7. A dramatic comeback. Yeah, that's scores the first goal. Sets up the second goal. The hero of San Jose came back for game seven and delivered. When we watched the game in our portion, didn't notice him. Not once. Doesn't matter. But the important part of the game, he he committed. Yeah, sure. So what what I was most surprised at was that even though Eric Carlson was shit, he had a bad series. (laughs) Oh, my. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick just just finished off a three-quarter beer here. So even I, 
as I was saying, um, I thought Carlson would have had to be a ma- major factor for San Jose to stand a chance here because I didn't trust in Jones like you did. No, you didn't trust him either, did you? I didn't, but he showed, he he elevated to another level. He didn't look like Martin Jones. It looks like he, no. It looked like he was possessed by the soul of Mark Andre Fleury. Holy and, shit! And and he just and he just showed up out of Holy nowhere. Holy shit! It was outstanding. I've never seen him like this. Martin Jones put on a Con Smythe caliber performance, and if he matches this performance in the next round, they're going to the final. They're going not only they're going to the final, but they might win the darn thing. Move over Logan Couture. We might have a new Con Smythe wow. candidate here. Seriously. Because Logan Couture was great, but I mean, you saw those couple chances at the end. Like he made some unbelievable saves. Some of them on tips. It's like that game was destined to be tied up. And then not to mention the the ruling on the offside. Did you see the play? Did you see the call? Yeah, I mean, to me, it looked like Landeskog was just uh, he he was he was he didn't he was late exiting the zone. As we know, you have to exit the zone in order to re-come in with possession. And he was just late leaving the zone. He wanted to get <clears throat> off the ice while still in the opposition zone. Had he left the zone and hopped off, he'd be, he'd be fine, but he didn't. And mm. I think you saw the honesty with the interview after the game where he admitted the refs made the right call and he was to blame. So you're saying this is all eyes on Landeskog. It could have been tied oh, yeah. it's at not that a conten- point. It's not a contentious call. It was no. a mar- it was a marvelous challenge by Pete DeBoer. Fuck off! And uh, it wasn't marvelous. That was a no brainer challenge. It was a great challenge, and uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he got the call from the video team upstairs saying they had to challenge it. Think about it. If he misses that challenge, it's two two oh, with totally. Colorado going to the power play. The complexion of the game changes dramatically. Hmm. The call it, it, it swung everything, and uh, and and really it won them the game seven. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean. What people are talking about is whether that should be a penalty or not, because the uh, the argument is that he's out of the play, so he can't be counted for too many men on the ice because he's out of the play. He's at the bench, uh, so why should he be counted for offside? Uh, that's the that's the age old argument. But at the end of the day, it was lazy. It was a lazy play, and uh, you know he owned up to it and everything. But it it, it just sucks that uh, another weird kind of rule book play uh, catapults San Jose into uh, into another round. It's a common theme for these weird, guys. I don't think it's a weird rule. I think it's just offside. We, we've never come across, we haven't come across this all year, this 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 particular ruling. On, on Twitter, nothing, everyone was like, look up the rules. There's nothing contentious about it. It's, it's just no, a guy no, being no. offside. People were content. People were contending this all Why? day long. Because the nature of the offside, the, the fact na- someone's the nature trying of, to get off the ice. The nature of whether this should count as an offside or not. Sure, it's in the rule book. It's black and white, but he can't be counted as a uh, as a too many men, and he's not in the play. So why should he be counted as an offside? So that's 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 what we have to ask ourselves as as human beings. So and, your and your argument now of the, of the for, earth. For, so you had Binnington tainting St. Louis's potential cup. <clears throat> What's going to taint San Jose's potential cup is the fact the call they got in Game Seven of Round One and the call they got in yes. Game Seven of this. That's going to taint their. These legacy. guys have a fucking slapping coming. I'm telling you. They don't. Des- they didn't deserve to get to round two, and now they get into a luck fucking play in in the the second round. So you know what? I've had enough of this bullshit. I've had enough of this Martin Jones playing like someone else. You've had enough of Pete DeBoer's humor with Pierre. Oh, Maguire. I've had enough. Like, what did you like about your team? 
Joe Pavelski, let's go. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. It's a team game, and for sure your captain got a goal, but fuck you, man. How, do, how does Logan Couture feel, Mr. MVP, when you say Joe Pavelski was the best part yeah, of our Joe game? Pav- he's their Matt Sundin. I don't give a damn. He's a special player I don't there. get this, this team, and I, like you said, I had not watched San Jose much until I watched the series. What I realize is they fucking they dick around in in the zone. They maybe get a greasy goal or two, and then they play the shutdown game that they play extremely well. And it's like this is just just doesn't seem honorable. All right. Well, with, don't like it. But with, hey, the the defensive shutdown was played to a T perfectly. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. And and when they finally got opportunities in the game seven, at the final sure. two three minutes, it seemed like every puck was just finding Martin Jones. Yeah, like he was fantastic. He yeah. was like glue. Super yeah. glue. The puck would they they throw the puck from the point and it just found him. It went yeah. off a shin pad, went off a stick, and it just found him. It was brilliant. Um, so yeah. Now we will get to our predictions at the end of the episode. Uh, of course, that Western Conference part of the bracket. But first, we're going to move on to what in fact transpired in the East. And what transpired was a series, Boston versus Columbus. This one was going to be good heading into it. You had, you had a team that just came off a, a two dramatic series. I mean, Boston coming off the dramatic Game 7 win against Toronto. Columbus coming off a dramatic four-game upset of, of, the, of the renowned uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And, uh, I mean, what did we had here? We had a, we had a six-game series. Um, Boston taking control and, and, and what I saw is the game five game five was huge in the series we kind of had a back and forth in the third period of game five with Boston ultimately scoring in the last minute I believe it was a, a David Pasternak goal uh, on, on, on an odd man rush that kind of twisted the series and, and Boston being the savvy team they are closed it out in Columbus in game six so uh, what were your thoughts on this one Kyle? I was surprised I was really surprised. I thought this was going seven. I thought it was it was a clash of two heavyweight Titan teams that had both skill and, and size on both sides. Um, what of particular note, David Krejci has really impressed me these playoffs. He's he's sort of looking like the David Krejci of old. And um, I'll be honest, Nick, I didn't watch too much of this, but uh, what I can pinpoint from Game Six in particular was that Bobrovsky blew the entire season for this Columbus Blue Jackets team. Um, that second goal early in the third was just absolutely deflating, and it was just downhill from there. He blew it. He had a decent game up until then, but then a muffin. This will be titled Bob's Muffin, this game, and it was over. Uh, Bob's Muff? Bob's Muff, exactly. So in, in my mind, he's, he blew it, and, and, and rightfully so because he's gone – Panarin's likely gone. Duchesne is going to Montreal, as we heard. Um, so this team, <laughs> it, it, everything, even though they beat Tampa Bay in, in heroic fashion, everything will now be looked at as a failure because of what they gave up to get to the second round. It's the first playoff series they've ever won, but people are saying it's a failure. Whereas, whereas Kekalainen, when they've asked him, w- w- do you regret the move, given this is now where you got? Right. He says, I'd make it again. It's a deal really? I'd make again. He's I'm, not standing. I'm surprised. Back. I'm surprised. Well, what's he gonna say? It was a mistake. Of course. Of then course. the ownership fires him, right? PR, he's got to. Yeah. He's got to stick with his guns, and and lead with that. But yeah. regardless of this historic run in Columbus, I, I I believe we'll leave the rest of this discussion for the off season because mm. that's really what's gonna determine the fate of this team. What happens to Duchesne? 
What happens to Panarin? What happens to Bobrovsky? They're gone. It's, it's a huge offseason. Arguably the most contentious, much-anticipated offseason of any team in the league. Chaos. With that, we'll move on to Boston, who moves on to the next round. Mooks. Will, sitting to my right. Whoa, whoa Carolina, New York. No, I'm going to go to Boston. I want his I want his opinion on this Boston team and mm-hmm. where exactly they're heading here. Because you are a Boston fan at heart. You, you, the city, not the team. The city. You made an impromptu trip there in February. Mm. You got to see a Boston uh. Bruins game. What's this mean for the fan base there? Boston. What's this mean for the team? Please tell us. Well, Nick, uh, <laughs> it's the city of champions. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> this is just another day in the park for the boys. Another day in the park. Um, first, I just want to say Boston is a gorgeous city. Totally beautiful. Um, anybody who's listening right now who has not gone to Boston, please go. Whether you're Canadian, American, or <laughs> the rest of the world, I guess. Europe, Europe, all that stuff. Please go to Boston. Gorgeous city. Uh, first thing I want to say about Boston, though, is that their fans are bloodthirsty. Like, what? I was in... I, so, I, I, I snug like a nice, like, <clears throat> box seat. So I got to see the whole stadium, and the first thing I noticed about the Boston fans, especially when they played Dropkick Murphys, was that, you know what it reminded me of? It was like the Coliseum fans in Gladiator. Right. Right. No, I, I abs- they're rowdy as fuck, and that song will get them going. Just, ah, get those Doritos out of here. <laughs> like, just, just fans that almost remind you of the Huns, like... Like wow, ruthless, conquering. They, 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 they grind. They, they grind through each game. Fuck everybody else. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Boston's Boston. It's just it's it's a very nice energy, especially when you get free beer at the box. <laughs> well said, Will. Um, <clears throat> just a quick note on my opinion of the team. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have a whole lot of skin in the game left. But I do want to see Boston succeed. Why? I don't know. Carolina hasn't won in a while. Like Other teams haven't won in a while. Boston wins too much, man. They They win win basketball, baseball. Like, come on, dude. But roster-wise, I I want them to win out of these four teams the most. I don't know why. I'll tell you what, though. They have better hitters. I like the... The, the, the Boston fights are always nice. Like when I was there, uh, fuck, was it February 25th? I can't remember. Around then. The San Jose, the San Jose Boston game. Wow. Kane got into a nice, nice fight with Chera. Some mm. nosebleeds, some fucking, some fucking fists were thrown. You like that, eh? I do like that, you know? I like the, I like the gritty side of hockey. I like how like there's, there's, there's some scraps because you don't get that in basketball. You don't get that in soccer. Mm. Like, you know, the occasional elbow, but not like an actual like fist thrown at you. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Nick over here just got a, uh, a sweet little Whalers jersey, the Adidas Originals, with the fighting strap. Didn't know what it was. We had to wow. explain it to him. Heralds to the day when people got uh, their jerseys thrown over their head and... Uh, filled got, in. Yeah, filled in by a bunch of fucking, you know, left and right hooks. <laughs> Um, it was funny though. So the Kane, the Kane and uh, uh, Chara, Chara, Chara fight. Brett Burns was just standing watching, mm. stroking his nasty beard. 
gross. <laughs> it was uh, it was bizarre to be totally honest. They were going at it. Everybody was watching them. Brett Burns was kind of just you know hanging around in the back, looking at them kind of funny, stroking his beard. And uh, I think Kane got the penalty for that, didn't he? Mm. Much to his chagrin. They probably won't. They probably both went, but he might have got the extra. He got extra, I think, because mm. I remember Chair was back on the ice before he was. Mm. Ridiculous. Uh, last thing I will say is Marshawn is just okay. What do you mean? Like talent-wise or? He's I. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> he is. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's very good. Come I don't on. think he's very bad. I think he's just all right. He's an excellent. He's a hundred point player. The only one Boston has. He's all right. That's very rare in this league to get he's 100 right. points. He's all right. I know it's rare, but he's all right. Nothing about his play. Like, this is remind, like, let me just remind you guys that this is not coming from somebody who knows anything about hockey. I'm just watching this game, drinking my Sam Adams, eating my shitty box food, and watching Marshawn, and he's just, <clears throat> he's okay. He's all right. He did not stand out. That is what I'm trying to say. Though, he did have a nice butt slide across the rink, if I remember correctly. Nice. Yeah. That's that's the game. The San Jose-Boston game from, from around the end of February. I think it's like, what, five, seven minutes in? Slides across the ice on his ass. I shit you not. <laughs> I don't really know what the, what the whole... Uh, what? what was the context? I don't know what the context was. I was drunk, man. I was drinking my beers. I was... <laughs> it's the box, dude. Like, what are you, you going to do if somebody says, Hey, Kyle, all the Sam Adams you can drink. What up? Oh, my God. Yeah. Three kinds. Oh my Three God. kinds, man. Three kinds. <laughs> what a dream. Yeah, dude. Those that, that TD Gardens, man. That's the other thing it reminded me of is uh, such a enormous, futuristic looking arena. Really? Yeah. Reminded me of reminded me of a Covenant capital ship from Halo. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You go up the you go up those big ass escalators from the uh, from the street. Buddy, it's like almost like you're going into like some spaceship. It's crazy. Hmm. I mean, it may as well be the Covenant trip from Halo because every team that goes in there gets washed every time. We saw the Leafs in Game 7. They got mucked. Carolina, Game 1 this past a few days ago, they got mucked. That place is a house of horrors for whoever walks in there. Horrors. Yo, but how would you rank the players? Who's a grunt, who's a brute, and who's an elite? Uh, uh, okay, so Grunt, Marshawn's a Grunt. Marshawn's a Grunt. What do you mean? <laughs> He's a, like, he just seems like a Grunt. I don't know, he, he looks like a Grunt. He just, he, just, he just looks like a Grunt. I don't even know what that is, okay. so I don't know. Elite, Bra um, Bergeron. Bergeron, he's their best player to a game. He's got the sword. It's fantastic. And what's the other species? Brute. The brute. The brute's got to be Chara. The the brute. Yeah, the brute is Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, hey, and he doesn't skate very well, but he's he's an intimidating presence on the ice, nonetheless. So, yeah, no good insight from Boston. I I, I do appreciate your insight of the arena and the fan base. The players, not so much. I don't think you can really evaluate talent on on a one game sample size, especially when you're sloshed in the boxes. I'd like to state for the record that next year I will be putting together a nice little fantasy team with the boys. So, no way. Uh, yeah, trust me. It's going to go off. All-stars, the Globetrotters of hockey. You're willing to pay. We'll pay. Yo, I'll... Holy shit. I will, I will, I'll, I'll drop the money and uh, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to have my boys that I pick. It's all good. It's all good. 
20 bucks admission fee. You're cool with that? <laughs> Sounds good. All right, I'm moving fired on. Up for this. Moving on. Final series to recap here. Carolina Islanders. Obviously, we leave it for last. It was probably had the least entertainment value associated with it going in. Kyle, I know for a fact, did not watch a single game of this series. Nope. Um, I saw snippets while I was vacationing. By the sounds of it, Carolina dominated the play. They obviously had the injury halfway through the series. There goes another beer. Oh, my God. So brutal. All over the microphone. Um, Anyways, this mic's on you if it's broken for some reason now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Obviously, Morazic, that's the big storyline the way I see it. He gets injured halfway through the series. McElhenney jumps in. Uh, Masterful performance. I don't know if it was game two or game three he jumped in on. but uh, Game three. Game three. And and he just Ooh, he had yeah. to make some remarkable saves in that game, kept his team in it. Um, it, it was really something to watch. Uh, the, the 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 energy of Brindamore, seeing seeing the behind the scenes dressing room video of him prancing around the dressing room, firing up the team. It was it was very exciting to see. Um, it's he's a unique coach. This is a unique team full of energy. And I'm excited as I wear this Hartford Whalers jersey to see what magic they can make in the conference final. Will, I'm going to turn this over to you because this Carolina team is going to be playing Boston. Boston. Obviously, Boston. this goes back to the historic roots of the Whalers-Boston rivalry. We Fuck, talked what about, historic roots? We talked about this in the holiday roundtable. Please, talk about the Canes. Talk about what you expect from this series. Fuck the Whalers. Um... Well, first, the, right off the bat, it kind of seems like they've really stepped their shit up. Um, uh, we got we got a team that was pretty pretty hated for quite a while, just because they were the replacement for a very storied, wonderful underdog team. And it's nice to kind of see them reach those same heights again. You know, going up against Boston, uh, they've made it. They've made it to what the finals. Conference finals. Conference there you go. First time in a exactly. First time in a decade. 2006, I think, was the last Stanley Cup. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I also like, for the record, I think Don Cherry's a complete asshole. Well, not asshole, but like just a goofy ass guy. Old and crusty. So far out of the realm of like concurrent contemporary hockey. He's just some talking head that they throw on halfway through the game. So when he, when he flips the bunch of jerks comments at a nice celly on their part, just because they're trying to market their team a little bit better, I say, like, they're, they're going up against the beast. They're going, up against the whale of a, they're going up against a whale of a hockey commentator. They're getting under his skin. They're, they're, they're doing their thing. They're running their franchise the way they want to. And that's something I think I respect. I have to contend this. Because I'm on Team Cherry for this uh, little <laughs> argument. Yo, look at his neck, man. It's spilling all over his collar. <laughs> all the time. He wears those high collars. It's, uh, all right. I, I am not going to take any age-related arguments. I, I see enough of this. Oh, get this dinosaur off the TV. Hey, I mean, hey, man. Buffalo's got McDavid. They've got McDavid, man. Buffalo's got McDavid. You know, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If, you, if we're talking about the stupid storm surge, and yeah, it's stupid as shit. 
you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't such a joke of a franchise. If you weren't, if we're talking about the storm surge, then why aren't you doing it in the playoffs? If you're so fucking on board with it, if it's so good for the franchise, why would you stop in the playoffs? Because it's too serious. Well, that's what Don's saying. Yeah, it is a joke because you stopped doing it. So why, like, you you shot yourself in the foot there, and then he he calls uh, Carolina fans front runner fans. Agreed. I they had uh, a fucking brutal attendance rate all year. Now people are jumping on board. Yeah, they're front runner fans. You know what it is? It's a man oh. who never really ran a hockey franchise. Who's like Pierre? Who's? who's <laughs> <laughs> Listen. As like, I think he just has a problem with like the showboating, the ostentatious yeah. behavior. But you know what it is? Hockey is it's a market. It's an economy. Like that's how it works. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, it. They're they're trying to fill seats. They're trying to sell games. That's people watch sports because people want to watch sports. But but at the end of the day, it's all about cash, cash. And if a guy who's never really run a uh, a franchise before wants to make them stand out in a very cluttered league landscape, I think. They have to. They have to. You know, maybe succumb occasionally to those gimmicks, mm. doing those goofy sellies. And honestly, Don Cherry is just a. I like Ron McLean. He's a very smart guy. He knows his shit. Don Cherry. He's old. He's washed up. He's fucking Elliot Gould, man. Like he's. <laughs> he he's some he he he's he's a one hit wonder from the old from from the old days, and he just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the commentary. I think the the modern contemporary take on hockey. To make these bold claims. So if he says bunch of jerks and the Carolinas can turn around and sell fucking t-shirts with a bunch of jerks on them, they're laughing. They're laughing sure. hard, man. I'd wear one of those. I think Don... And his neck. His neck bugs me. That, that's enough. That's not his part of the argument. His neck bugs me, man. I can't it's watch not this part of it. on TV. His neck bugs me. It's not part of the argument. What, uh, what I can say is um, Don and perhaps myself is included. We have very traditional views on hockey. And uh, there's a place for that too. Maybe I. coach's the, corner uh, can be the, the, the traditional. What do you mean the avalanche? <laughs> well, so my theory is is the is the reason you like the avalanche so much. It's wrong. It's is wrong. because they are all kind of like you. Just what? <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. What does that mean, Nick? When Kyle plays his three on threes, there's no ref, right? It's kind of just honor system. Like like rules are just followed that everybody knows. No, there's a ref. Oh, there's a ref. If the ref were to make a call on window. Kyle for some from for some shady playing, <clears throat> would Kyle contest it? Would he would he would he blow up and be like, "Yo, man, fuck you!" Like that never happened, or would he be like, "I'm sorry, uh, won't happen again." <laughs> <laughs> he would absolutely put his head down, skate to the bench, and sulk, and and just accept the fact that it happened. He is not too vocal on the ice. I think your comparison's pretty pretty savvy. This is a team that didn't really complain when they got eliminated by San Jose. They're not overly <sighs> physical on the ice. Um, very much like Kyle. Um, Plus, they all kind of <laughs> look like him too, eh? Like oh uh, these 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 beefy white lads with uh, with with dark hair, a little bit of five o'clock shadow. These uh, guys. It's funny. You know what? I, you know what? You know what kind of turned me onto this is there's actually a South Park episode with the Colorado Avalanche in it. And all the South Park animated characters look just—they look a little bit like Kyle. They look a little bit like Kyle. You know what? Kind of funny. It's kind of funny. These Plus are they have all a dope logo. That's the one thing I will say. 
No, dope logo. Very good. Very cool logo. Um, like the Panthers used to have. That New Jersey man. Ooh, that cartoony looking look, looking cat. I, I really do think... I thought you were going to come with something a bit better than this. Because first, firstly, you, you mentioned nothing about their play style. And secondly... Uh, you, you guys have never seen Kyle in a, in, a, in, a, in a league or game that includes physicality. The one time me and Nick played intramurals, I almost got kicked out of the final game because I was causing such, a, cause much causing a, such a stir. All right, fair enough. I got, I got targeted because I was laying the body on, pl- on players. This is just baseless and, it, and it's stupid and I don't look like any one of those players except for maybe... Uh, <laughs> Kyle McCarty, exactly. I've seen, this, handsome, I've seen this, this, this towering... So I'll tell you what. I can see the intramural vibe just because, like, I knew you were, like, a big fucking dude on the Western campus. Uh, do you remember that one party we went to back in the day? Um, first time I came up to see you guys, first year, we went to that house party. Kyle was, 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 was so, so high up above the rest of the crowd, and he was all elbows, man. If somebody got in his way, arms up, pushed them out of the way, I could see it. Where, which one was this? The, the one where he peed wearing the onesie outfit. He pissed oh, himself. What? Yeah. Uh, nah, man. I didn't piss myself. I was just taking it off too fast. And, uh, <laughs> and slipped down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because you guys said it was a PJ party. So I wore fucking PJs. And... Uh, you, tw- Yo, 12 beers later, Sawhill's vodka. Like, what do you want uh, from me? <laughs> it was a long evening. Yeah. It was a long evening. But uh, no, Kyle was the man on the Western campus, big man on campus. No, I wasn't. I don't even know where and, this is coming uh, from. Lots, of lot, lots, a lot. Stir fry. He was what in, was your favorite meal though at the Western cafeteria? That's what I want to know. That that O-Hall, uh, that O-Hall blast. Oh shit! Kyle loved the chicken wings. Oh, the wings! The wings were shit, but for some reason he really liked them. I always that's Kyle what, fucking what I, loved those chicken that's wings. That's when I lost a lot of respect for him when he got into the chicken wings. Those were awful. Yo, no Louis flavors, no Caribbean jerk, nothing. Just wings are wings, man. I love wings. He was a big pasta bar guy, too. Yeah. You know what? Uh, wings are yeah. wings. I'm going to have to take exception on that. That'll probably be for another episode because uh, we could probably go for an hour talking about wings, right? Duff, St. Yeah. Louis. Lots of choices, lots of picks. I think the main thing that the listeners need to know, though, is meteor is always better than sauce. I can deal with a bad sauce. What? But if I have a chicken wing that is weak, no meat, nothing on it. The sauce is everything. No, the sauce is everything, though. But I would much rather have a run-of-the-mill buffalo sauce on a thick, thick fucking wing. Because I want that protein, man. I want that chicken. I want to eat. Man, well, that, eat. Now we're talking quantity over quality. No, nah, it's no quantity over quality. I could, like... Lord knows I love a good sauce. <laughs> I love a good sauce. But if someone said, hey, Will, you have to cook with this. You have to use this kind of barbecue sauce. But you can have whatever kind of expensive chicken wing you want. I want those thick birds. Those protein, those protein-fed birds, man. Those, those Herculean hero birds where you throw them on the grill and it's just, it's just all this meat. That's really the best way to do it because if you go to if you go to the grocery store, you go to No Frills, you go to Food Basics, you're gonna get thick like like just just weak, 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 weak chicken wings. It's not good. It's not good. 
Okay, we got to move on here, boys. Yeah, we got to move. I love the passionate wing talk. Let's Believe get me, moving. me, if anybody would love this talk, but like I said, I think for another episode. Wait, one more point on uh, New York, Carolina. Sure. Jacob Slavin. Slavin. Yeah, you couldn't shut up about him last Unreal. episode. Real. He's he's emerged as a as an MVP candidate. Wow. Yes. They're on. Has he's on he, the board. Has he quote emerged as a star in this league? As he has. I, I think this he's is his coming out party. League. Okay, yeah. so I should get Slavin on the back of this jersey. As of right now, as of right now, he's the most valuable player on. Carolina. So I go Ferraro or Slavin. How you can't do Slavin because he's not important enough. He's not important not enough. Not important enough. Not by a long shot. All right, moving on. Will being the famous guy he is, he's got his limo picking him up here in he's a few minutes. He's a meat minutes. eater. He is a meat eater. But he did have one final contentious topic to discuss here before yeah. we move on to our predictions in the next round. And, and that is NHL franchises. Uh, Seattle, as we know, will be coming in in a few years. And he, he has a bone to pick about franchises, who should go, who should come in. With Seattle, it'll be 32, eight in each conference, as Gary Bettman would like. What Will would like to pose is, A, which team would you like to see leave the NHL, as in lose their team? And B, which team would you like to come in to replace them? Will I leave the honors to you? <laughs> so as much as I as much as I have no clue whatsoever about tactics in hockey, players in hockey. I mean, I can watch them on the on the on the rink. I understand the strategy. I understand like the gameplay. But as far as teams go, and as far as like the NHL is concerned nowadays, they're all about emerging markets, right? We don't want to see we don't want to see hockey in places that are already beefy on hockey because we know people are going to pay for the merchandise, they're going to pay for the tickets, right? That's why we have we have sold out games in Montreal, sold out games in Toronto, sold out games in Winnipeg. That's why the NHL is really not interested right now in starting up these NHL franchises in Canada. Because we have a whole swath of the US, 50 states to conquer. And where is it going to be next? Um, I think I think Nick put it best a while ago. I think uh, Seattle's really the lock, right? Well, they, already got it. <clears throat> they already have a team, right? Um, sorry, what was the there was a Pacific Northwest one that you mentioned? Wasn't Portland, right? Well, was it Oregon? Well, Portland is in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one you're alluding to. But Seattle does have a team, right? Seattle will be getting a team. Confirmed. Oh, will be getting a team. Okay, so it's been confirmed. But what's the team called? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But the point is, they're Team 32. They're Team 32. And they're not going anywhere. They're going to thrive, just like Vegas has thrived. The question you're posing is who should go of the 32 current teams and who should come in? Um, so my first pick right now is I would, I would love, love if the Islanders got axed. Crumpled. Destroyed like an old beer can, thrown in the recycling bin, never to be seen again. <laughs> you know why return. I say that though? Is shitty fans, low Whoa. low turnout. Yo, they were come on, man. They were busting up Tavares for 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 skating around there. Passionate. You, you're, are you are you honestly telling me that they love this guy with one shirt on, but when he has another shirt on, they hate his guts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Passionate. That shit, man. Like. They got stabbed in the like, back and they're pissed off. I'm sure the New York I'm sure the New York Islanders, just like the Devils, are a mob team. If you have if you have guys like Tony Soprano or or, or any other kind of like like wise guy from New York, they're definitely gonna go watch those games. But point of the matter is Nassau Arena, 
falling apart, shitty as hell. <laughs> Low turnout for the games. Everybody in New York loves the Island or the Rangers anyway. Personally, I think that the next great frontier for the game of hockey would be in Houston. Simply just because Houston is the fourth biggest city in the U.S. A massive no, it's not. Ma- yeah, sure it really? Is. Absolutely is. Holy shit. Massive media market. Crazy big media market. Underrated. And there are, there are probably two or three different Texas billionaires right now that would 500% back a Houston hockey team just because Americans love sports. If you market it to them, you give them, you, you, you give them a reason to, to, to put down their, 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 their beer bottles and their stinky, their stinky Paul Malls and their, uh, their, their player cigarettes and go out and watch a game, they're going to go for... They're gonna go for they're gonna go for any team that's there. Point of fact, <clears throat> anything in Florida, Nashville, St. Louis, these are these are traditional markets that even though they're in the South, they love hockey. Dallas Stars, for uh, for instance, right? right. Uh, yeah, they've won their fair share of cups. Yeah, exactly. So I think Houston really could benefit from a hockey team, and uh, I think I'd rather I'd, I'd rather see a, a, a Texas hockey team than a lousy secondary sideshow New York one. The Florida Panthers are a joke of a franchise. But that's my next they don't, point. They don't sell tickets at all. Oh, that's my next point, though. All right. You know who I'd replace the Florida Panthers with? So Wait, wait. So you replace two teams? Yes, I would, I would okay. replace two. Florida Panthers, guillotine, out of here, done, finished. What went wrong there? <laughs> Everyone wants to watch the Tampa games, man. Tampa's better. They, always, they consistently make uh, playoffs like... Panthers are a joke, especially with that terrible new jersey. You don't like Horrible, it. Horrible, man. Cartoon. I want a fierce, ravenous, blood-sucking cat jumping out at me. <laughs> then a fucking cartoon little panther on something that looks like a soccer jersey. Mm. If you want to watch soccer, go watch soccer. But uh, <sighs> hockey's a game of, 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 of aggressiveness, of bloodlust, of, of ruthlessness. You've got to be a cutthroat on the ice, a brigadier. <laughs> And, and that's what I think the, that bet is best encapsulated by Florida's last jersey. I know this sounds ridiculous, but Florida is, pretty, is a pretty shitty team. Yes. No, it's true. Uh, I'd say off, the top of, uh, off, the, 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 off my cuff is probably uh, Oklahoma City. You know why I say that? No, I don't. I don't know so, anything about Oklahoma well, City. Well, so, so let's just look at their basketball team, right? We've got OKC, Russell Westbrook. They have filled... Every, so for the last 230 consecutive games that Oklahoma City has played, the arena has been full. Absolutely packed. Because Oklahoma starved for sports. They have a basketball team. They have a baseball team, right? They do not. So no baseball team. Do they have a football team? No football team. So they basically just have a basketball team. What better place to move into? You have a, you have a whole hockey franchise. <coughs> you, you use the arena that OKC plays. You got people who constantly fill those seats, constantly want to watch sports, but they're starved for it right now. Absolutely starved. And I think it's time for the for the NHL to kind of move into the Midwest. Like what makes you think they're starved for hockey? Like they're selling out for basketball. Like I was just in Memphis, Tennessee. They love the Grizzlies, very passionate for the Grizzlies. But among me and my friends who are there, I don't think they're going to jump over and, and celebrate over a hockey team. It's, it's a very different sport. They hate hockey. You can't just say if one franchise sells out, the other's going to sell out. It's a very different sport. Back to my main point, though. Americans love sports. Hey, 
everybody loves sports, man. Like, you have a state, a full state, a full state of people, and really the only local, well, I guess relatively local team that they can cheer for is OKC. The war, yeah, the Thunder. So, I don't know if the NHL is going to give them a franchise soon. Don't know if they're ever going to get a soccer team, baseball team, whatever. All I'm saying is that there are plenty of, I'm sure there are plenty of, of, of very wealthy people in Oklahoma who could handle running a franchise and run it very well. And it's all marketing. It's all marketing. My only concern is, again, it, it is a Southern marketplace. Like the Atlanta, uh, city of Atlanta, they got the Thrashers in. Okay. This was a team that had the Falcons. They had the Hawks. Right? Revered sports city. They got three franchises, including the Thrashers. Thrashers come in, total flake. Ferraro has gone on to say those were the worst years of his career. Nobody knows who you are when you walk the streets. No one pays attention to the games. The, the team was a country club. Uh, there was, there was no, no standards, no organizational standards. Um, so it, I, I don't know. I think you're treading a, 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 a tough line here. I think you've got to be careful with selectively choosing which, which city you want to pick here. Oklahoma was my bolder choice. I, could, I, do, I, do possibly, I, I think it could work there because I am a big fan of emerging markets. And, uh, and, 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 and foisting these, 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 these teams into places that maybe they wouldn't traditionally go for. But at the same time, the other, the other state that I would say probably needs a hockey team uh, would be a, a, a team in, 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 in um, fuck, what's it called? Wisconsin. No. Uh, I could see Milwaukee with a hockey team. No. I could see Milwaukee. Trust me, man. Come on. Miller's at the, at the game. MGD, High Life, your favorite beer is oh Kyle. Oh, my God. Uh, They're all Chicago they, they fans. They could do it, man. They could do it. Close to the border, probably a very big hockey presence. I don't even know if Milwaukee has a team. They have the Brewers. They got the Bucks. They got the, uh, what's their football team? Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, 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 so away from the trifecta and into the, into the, the, the land of the quad, and they have four sports teams for an entire state that actually does consistently watch hockey. They do. They have the viewership. They have the, uh, the, the, the crowds. I think they could do it. I think they really could. Yeah, I think with the, with the cold climate, that's definitely a better pick than, um, than uh, you know, OKC. Um, Kyle, who you got? I assume you got, uh, you got Quebec Nordiques coming in and who you got <clears throat> out, right? Quebec Nordiques okay. will return. And who gets the axe? Who gets the ox? You know, I'm so tempted to say Arizona, mm. but I think it's important to keep them there because it's such a tough place to grow the sport. It's like uh, Gary Bettman's got them there for a reason, and he's stuck with them for a reason. It, it, it's a challenging market, but I think it's a necessary market. Um, so I think I would probably ax one of Florida or... Carolina, Florida, Carolina. Yeah. And why? Uh, fuck. I don't know. Like they've had, they've had their team long enough. They've, they've had good teams in the past and we, we haven't seen much loyalty out of their fan bases. So, uh, I don't know. I just, they don't do anything for me. They don't, they don't. So push this the playoff run doesn't of, do anything for you. The fans coming in, the uh, sellouts, the storm surges. Like, like Don said, the they're, they're front runner fans. Like this, they had this team in place all season. No one came out. 
they had to pull a, a, a marketing gimmick just to get people to come out. Like that's a sign of desperation to me. It's an, it's not a sign of a strong franchise. So they're they're in my top two of of teams to axe for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I think I think I think history has a role to play. I I really do. I know you have to be forward looking, but a reason I contend Will's Islanders pick is they have they they had a streak of cups. Oh, in the I 80s. got so much to streak of there. streak of cups in the eighties with the Islanders. Oh, very passionate fans. I know the stadium's falling apart and they're playing at the Barclays Center, but very passionate fans there. With the with the Whalers, the history of the Whalers in Hart in in Carolina. I don't think they can go. I think with this new management group, they're just getting started here with reinvigorating this franchise. I think it would be a mistake to get rid of them. Mm. I agree with the Florida pick. Sunrise has a lot of work to do. Mm. When I was there myself, um, you know, very dejecting. I mean, you get a ticket and a hot dog for five bucks. And, and that's, that's the reality. That's not, you're not unreal. making any money if you're Batman and you're doing that. Uh, the team has been known as a country club. No one's held accountable. Everyone's just vacationing and bathing in the sun when they're not playing. It's just the, the players don't care. It's led by goofs like Keith Yandel. Uh, yeah, they, they need to change things. I, I agree with Florida. I disagree with Carolina. Okay, I was just going to ask what team you were talking about because I was taking a piss. But uh, Wait, wait uh, one, one more quick thing. Brooklyn Arena, that's the loudest rink you will ever hear in this league. Is that the one, one that's falling apart? The smaller one. It is kind of falling apart, but to Kyle's point, it is really the loudest rink. In it the is game. the most electric atmosphere. Like I was a Pittsburgh fan a couple weeks ago watching this, and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed watching this broadcast. And I have no problem with the history of the Islanders. So maybe so like, I'm just going off the fact that I think that New York really could just rally around the uh, the Rangers. Then I think about New York as a state, and I know that there's a lot of people that don't actually live in New York City, right? They live everywhere else. They need somebody to rally around, so maybe the Islanders. But still, like, I guess it just seems silly that back in the day, they decided that this one little strip of land outside of the actual city deserved their own hockey team, right? Like, there's so many, there's so many places in the U.S. that hockey hasn't touched that, that, that it could possibly, which is why I was so fired up about Oklahoma, right? Even if Oklahoma's even if Oklahoma's team does not do so well, think about it this way: they get their they get a hockey team. Suddenly, more kids in Oklahoma start playing hockey. People mm. like hockey more there. You know what I mean? Because I know I know that part of the U.S. I know it very well. Everybody likes their football. They like their baseball. They don't really. They're not really much of like a a, a Easterner kind of ice sport kind of uh, type type of state. But trust me, like I said, everybody loves sports. Everybody likes to cheer for a team. Everybody likes to watch games. So if they did get a team, per se, I think an emerging market, capturing that, seems a little bit more prudent than just trying to work the areas that you know hockey's already very big. Right? Yeah, I guess from a business standpoint, it makes sense to, to go to those places. That's why I, I really don't mind the Houston pick. I think they, they could be well-served there, especially with the the population that you mentioned and uh, the fact that Texas could use a, a bit more hockey in their in their blood. You think Texas could use more hockey? Sure, why not? Wow. Why not? It's wow. a big it's a big state. It's a big state. Wow. Dallas has already got a team. Fuck, they see an Austin team as well. 
Uh, let's let's leave it alone there. Houston, Houston, man, Houston needs a team. And, and then people will will go on to argue, oh, the USA is the new uh, the new hockey superpower. It's not that it's a huge hockey superpower. It's that they know they're going to get turnout at games in Canada. So why would they waste their time trying to make more Canadian teams and split up the market as much when they can just push this game, market this to people, make more new money in states that possibly don't have a very big hockey culture, right? Who is the who is the the Leafs player that came from Phoenix? Dick Matthews. Dick Matthews. <laughs> there you go. So, and he uh, he came up watching the the Coyotes, obviously, and Shane Doan and the gang. So it does work. Dallas but has had a pretty good team. They have they have had a pretty good team. Not a fan of their jerseys. I mean, like I think they can come up with a little bit be- a little bit better of a, uh, of a of a logo mascot than just a star with a D in it. But yeah, I, I agree with Kyle. Texas could use more hockey. It's the biggest state. In, it's it's the biggest state in the U.S. The most sports fanatic people, I'd argue. So so why not why not give Houston a team? You know, why not give San Antonio a team? Why not give Corpus Christi a team? Especially when you look at other professional sports, right? Baseball, Rangers and and, and Astros, right? Football. I know you got the Cowboys. Rockets and Spurs. Rockets and Spurs, right? Um, yeah, Dallas has thrived. No one, no one's been, you know, making insults to them and their fan base. So and Dallas is close to Oklahoma. Dallas is Dallas is very, very close to Oklahoma. And New Orleans, which is a favorite of art. <laughs> the day New York, uh, the day New Orleans gets a hockey team, they play at the, the Ben Center. <laughs> that would be something I'd like to see. Dixie beer at the game. Uh, fucking po boys tossed out from some dude at the at, at the bottom of the stairs. Trust me, if New York, uh, sorry, not if New York, if New Orleans gets a team, the game of hockey is perfect. It's, it's, it has achieved perfe- oh my God. perfection. Perfection as a game, perfection wow. as a sport. I would, I would be buried in a New Orleans hockey jersey if one should exist. Wow. Would you, would you buy season seats if you, you, know, you were well off financially? Uh, I could see myself coming from the from the Garden District, flying down in a in a nice little murdered out uh, Benz, flying up oh my to the God. flying up to the game in season tickets. Absolutely, I would. Because what do they have right now? They have uh, the Saints, obviously the big heavyweights in the NFL, and uh, and uh, what else? Uh, the Pelicans, kind of okay. I'd say they're third tier base uh, basketball team, but yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if New Orleans gets a hockey team, we good. We totally good. All right. Moving on. I think we've talked about franchises enough. Yes. Before we get into our predictions, one final point Will wanted to make was uh, he wants to know what's going on with the three-on-three team. Oh. We, we've, been, we've been talking about this team a lot. You know, moving in and how Kyle was going to light up the score sheet in three no. on three this summer, actually, constantly that's, mentioning that. That's no, I never actually. So, mentioned so we that. we had our first game on Wednesday. Prick. What the hell happened? Yeah, man, did you guys win? It was a fucking tragedy. <laughs> I heard you guys won. I heard you guys blew the water, blew these guys out of the water. All right, you must have heard it from the other team because they blew us out of the water. <laughs> Is this, we, uh, we outskated ourselves, Will. It was kind of crazy. I've never seen anything like it. My goodness. And uh, who had the most problems with the ref? Who had the most problems with the calls? 
There was no calls. No yeah, calls. Yeah, there were no calls. Just, just a free. The refs kind of just skated around and so, let us do whatever so almost we wanted. like a Mad Max Thunderdome, but with like ice and a bunch of sticks. Yeah, basically. And you guys got fucking bested. Well, I don't know what it was, but this team has clearly played a lot of three on three before. You know what it is? No is you're missing, you're missing Rick. On. He plays a lot of floor hockey. You guys don't have that stick handling ability. We had Rich. We had, we had Richard. Rich. So wait, hold yeah. on. It's three on three. So how does that work if there's three of you guys and then Rich? Well, he's on the yeah, he's with a different line. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But last year, who is the MVP? That's what I want to know. I, I don't, we don't really have one. There, all, there must be somebody like that, that one game who played the hardest out of anybody. Brett got two goals. Yeah. Brett. I wouldn't say anyone played hard. Shout I out don't. to Brett, man. I guess so, there but you go, Brett, this nameless Brett. We were all shit, Will. We were all shit. And is this that like an indoor rink or? Yes. <laughs> May probably not an outdoor <laughs> rink, but uh, <laughs> absolutely an indoor rink, Will. But uh, the thing that you'd like most is it's a place where people can actually watch because there's six rinks and up above the rinks, there's this bar. And now it's only a wild wing because they sponsored it. But like, you wait, can there's get- a rink with a wild wing inside of it. Up top, you can sit in the comfort of warmth and have a beer while watching the game. And then, uh, and then get this before the game, we're all, we're all getting ready with the music going and we're all like getting acquainted and whatever. Some guy knocks on the door. The guy's got a beer cart and he goes, I'm taking over orders for after the game. The guy's placing orders for the fucking post game because it's this is classic men's league. I'm telling you, this is what I grew up watching my dad doing is you finish your game. You sit, you sit in the dressing room for more than a game's worth of time, just drinking and chatting. This guy was like, and then Brett said it himself. Hey guys, uh, should we just like rotate? Everyone brings beers uh, each week. And we're like, yeah. The thing is, is hockey doesn't need beers like baseball does. But my goodness, does it ever make it better, right? Yeah. Like, well, the problem is when you have schmucks in the dressing room who don't drink, like the guy sitting right in front of me in Magone Bone Mag- Marathon running Magoni, <laughs> right? I mean, when you have, when everyone's not going to drink, how can you have a system where you get a 12 pack every week, you know? I just see it as humans playing with those, uh, the engineers from the Alien franchise, Pro- the Prometheans, uh, incredibly tall. Very well, very high functioning, have careers, have jobs. And then we have these schmucks over here who are basically still grinding through school and uh, happy to crush a bunch of cans on the bench while they're waiting for <laughs> to play on the ice. Well, hold on. We're not saying on the bench. I mean, like, game's over. We've gotten crushed. And we're just like, boys, there's Tell only one up, thing. Some brandy, dude. There's only one thing that can save this night. And that's just, it's just having a couple beers and just talking shit about the oppo- opposing team and your teammates. Booze and uh, <laughs> legal cush because we're in Canada. Well, how many times have we heard of teams when they have a rough road trip? They'll pull out the 2-4 on the bus and start drinking, right? I remember Calgary did it a few years yes, ago. The and Glenn, that saved their the season. The Glenn Gulletson Calgary yes. Flames. It saved their season, Will. They had a road trip on a bus. They pulled out a 2-4 full of ice and they just drank on the bus and it saved their season. I believe the exact quote was, are you guys looking to get some beers in here or what? <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh, we've had the earlier beer podcast prior to this. Uh, you guys know what to buy. You know, if you're in Canada, any of those Molson branded beers, cheap as fuck, 35 bucks for a 2-4, or any of those Euro cans, 45 bucks for a, for a flat. Uh, 
well-covered topic, well-covered topic. Uh, We know Kyle's stance on this, only Canadians. Only Canadian beers. Only Canadians. I like locality, you know, like if I'm in a place, I'll try to get that beer. That's Whereas me and Nick are a bit more of a wild card, like we appreciate those American factory brews. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna bring in like like just to piss Kyle off. I'm, I'm gonna buy like a two four of IPAs or a two ah! two four of like a German lager, like a like a hard hitting German lager, and see oh, how he yeah, reacts. Alexander Keith's. Keith's is terrible. No worst aftertaste ever. So the only Bullshit. aftertaste I can think of that's worse than a Keith's is a canned PBR. You're wrong. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. PBR is not awful. Bad. Awful. Awful stuff. It's the best beer in Canada. Nah, nah, nah. If you're gonna if you're gonna drink beer at a hockey game, go for those Ontario ones, man. The Red Cap, the fucking Bohemian, the 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 Stock Ale, anything that's brewed in Ontario, or even like a decent Ontario craft beer. Where I remember we talked about uh, Soda City back in the last episode. Anything like that. You love Soda City too much. You're it's you're good. biased. It's good. They, biased. they have they have so many good beers. It's like it's really hard for me to to to, to not promote them because they're very very good. You're biased. To not sawdust. biased as much as a satisfied customer. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Well, what else do we have on the docket here? <laughs> now that we're getting into the beard talk, I think that's pretty much <laughs> all the technicals have been covered. Uh, I think Nick's getting more beer right now. Yeah, but uh, Nick, can you pour oh. me a coffee, buddy? We still have to do our predictions. Yo, Nick, get back with the predictions, man. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you're in. Dante, you want to start? The final is going to be St. Louis, and I want it to be Carolina, oh! but I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be. It's it'll be Carolina. Trust it's going to be. Faith, baby. Have no, a faith. no, no. It's going to be a St. Louis Boston final. Oh, okay. And St. Louis is going to win the cup. Yeah, there you go. St. Louis is going to win the cup, and you want to know why? Because they're the best. All right, you can't beat them. They're too St. good. St. Louis, and uh, for the record, we do like St. Louis here because all the boys do go to St. Louis Wings. And uh, fuck San Jose. It is, I think. I think the energy of this group really does do wonders for playoff games and any kind of game during the year. Anything that we can that we conclusively decide is the team to back. Doesn't matter if they lose; they still have more heart when they lose. Hmm. And I think St. Louis has it. I think they really do. So you you call them to win the cup? I would very much like them to win the cup against Carolina. I just hate I just hate Boston. Doesn't matter. I, just, I, I love the think? city. Love the city. Hate the sports teams. Gotcha. Well, I'll get into my predictions here. I think uh, San Jose St. Louis is going to be a bloodbath, probably seven games. But like I said before, karma, hockey gods, and uh, and just getting what's coming to you. I think San Jose is going to meet their match. Kyle, the only way San Jose is winning is if they get another <clears throat> bullshit call in game seven that exactly. takes them right to the end of the game. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut it off here, guys. I got work right now. Heading off to the bar to go sling drinks to these rich fucking cricket ladies. So, uh, very nice being on the show. I'm going to hand it back off to Nick and, uh, you know, play your, play your hockey, watch your games, but uh, listen to the commentary of the weirdos because, like, sometimes you get it right. <laughs> thank you, Will. Thanks for coming on. It was much anticipated, and I think you delivered. So, thank you. We'll talk to you later.
Thanks, Will. See you later. Let's give Will. Thanks, let's give close Will, the door. Let's give Will an applaud. Take it easy, buddy. As I was saying. As you were saying before, rudely interrupted. Go right as ahead. I was saying, San Jose, St. Louis. Dive in. I think this is going to be a relatively close series. St. Louis running on, you know, this fabricated, self-fabricated magic that they've seemingly had. It just seems like a team that is destined for greatness this year. Um, just defeating all my favorite teams like Winnipeg, who I had to win the cup. And San Jose finally running out of that bullshit luck that they've been running on this whole playoffs. Um, San Jose's probably gone through the more impressive teams, I'd say. But, uh, I mean, two game sevens back-to-back in in rounds. Like, this has got to catch up to some teams. Pavelski's on his last legs. Uh, Martin Jones, how, how long can he stay superhuman? I'm not sure. I don't think it's too much longer, and I think uh, I think St. Louis will take this six, maybe seven, and I think uh, I think you're gonna see the, a team really emerge as a uh, as a team that's been in waiting for a finals for a long time. In waiting. Did you touch on Boston yet, or just this? one? I haven't. Okay, so let's start with this one. What do you mean start? I just I just did one. Okay, so I'll continue here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for me, for me, this is analogous to if you were watching a Pittsburgh-Montreal conference final. I thought about this today. This would be analogous, right? Holy shit. It's like my second and third favorite team in the league going at it, butting heads. Guaranteed one of these franchises who has yet to win a cup will play in the final. It's amazing. It's a win-win for me. I'm just going to enjoy this. This is the most anticipated conference final in my history of being a hockey fan. He's crying again, ladies no, and gentlemen. I am not crying. I will not cry this time. Oh. So to me, I'm, I'm kind of torn because it's a team of destiny against a team of talent. The team of destiny is San Jose. They've pulled off all the magic, miraculous runs. We had the Game 7 against Vegas. We had the Joe Pavelski return, Game 7 against Colorado. There's been magic. There's been destiny. There's The hockey gods are following this team. They really are. On the other end, St. Louis, who I believe is the more talented of the bunch. I believe their defense is the best in the NHL. I've been preaching that all year. Binnington, I believe he's the more talented goalie. I I give St. Louis the edge there, despite the late heroics of Martin Jones. I just see more consistency out of Binnington. The forwards, I like the forwards on St. Louis more. The reality is guys like Gustav Nyquist and Evander Kane have not produced as they should on San Jose. Whereas St. Louis, when the big kids aren't producing, like Tarasenko, he's only got five goals this playoffs. The other depth scores, Shen, Schwartz, uh, our boy from Aurora. Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas have all been producing. Big Rig, uh, Maroon, Mm. the hero in Game 7. They've got all the depth scoring. It's, it's, it's the talent I give to St. Louis. The coaching, I'd say, is even. Barube, I mm. loved what we've seen from him. He didn't smile this whole playoff series, and then when he had the hug with Maroon, that was a special moment, reminiscent to Morazic hugging Brindamore. It was really something. And uh, I think he's a great coach. I think the players respect him, being a, a, having a talented hockey past. And with the Boer, I, once again, I think he's the smartest coach in the league. 
So very contentious team of destiny against the team of talent. I'm going to go with the team of talent. Oh, yeah. It pains me to say because Joe Thornton deserves a cup. Everyone loves him. It's hard not to like him. He doesn't have one yet? He has not had one yet at the, at the, at the age of 40, 41 Good. or 40. You like that, eh? Good. No. Him and Pierre had an emotional interview at Center Ice after their latest Game 7. And you could just sense everyone's rooting for this guy to win a cup. One of the most lovable characters in the league. But unfortunately, I think the St. Louis team is just too talented. They're too structure-oriented. They're riding this emotional wave, having won a dramatic Game 7. There's something about this team that I just I want to get behind. And I just think they're overall they're more talented than San Jose. I, I just I didn't think Colorado was capable of overcoming San Jose. I think St. Louis can. But then again, I thought Vegas could overcome them and they let me down. So it's gonna be very iffy. I gotta go in seven. I gotta go in seven either way. But I'm going St. Louis. I'm changing my answer. Yeah. I'm going San Jose. He's going San Jose. Absolutely. You're going with the hockey gods. I thought more about it, and I've realized that destiny is winning out in this playoffs. Okay. And I think that uh, St. Louis has has met uh, the end of their... I think DeBoer's a better coach. Hmm? I do. I I think he's... The way I saw him implement that defensive system Hmm? and how frustrated I was, I think that matters a lot. Wow. Some credit to the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> I thought I'd never hear it. Right, and I and I think that Couture has been the best in the West, aside from McKinnon and McCarr. <laughs> and I think that uh, Carlson's got more to show. So we will see it, even though he's a prick. And, uh, I, and I think San Jose can get it done because, like you said in fantasy hockey, when a goalie's hot, he's hot. He's hot. So, he is the hotter of the two goalies, and Bennington is an and he's got the experience. He's been there before, and then been there, done that. Yeah, not not to mention, I will I will be more inclined to cheer for San Jose simply because of Bennington and how much I hate him. Fair, fair. So that's my answer. No, that that's that that is that is all fair. Um, and don't forget home ice to San Jose as well. So if we do have another game seven, I believe we both have this going seven. San Jose will get the home ice. The shirt tank. And, the, and they've won the home ice against Vegas and Colorado in Game 7. So mm. it's going to be amazing. I, I expect every game to be outstanding hockey, which is rare for a conference final. Usually the best hockey is in the first round, but I anticipate this to be amazing hockey. Super excited for this series. Black. All right? Yes. Moving on. Boston. Boston. Carolina. Carolina. One game removed. So we're kind of cheating here, making our predictions, given it's already one nothing Boston. But Huge cheat. We will nonetheless. Boston. You got Boston? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have Boston. Uh, fuck, you, you could probably call Carolina the team of destiny in, in the East versus the no, team of skill. No, why no. not? To be, yeah, team, why not? to be a team of destiny, you need to have a window that's closing. Right, and that's really? what I, that's what I find interesting about St. Louis, San Jose. The, the point is, San Jose's window is almost shut, 
all these old souls, Pavelski, Thornton, Marlowe, you shipped out. Uh, not many prospects coming up, right? The window is almost shut. St. Louis, there's still a bit of a window. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Robbie Fabry. These are young players, Binnington, who, who have reinvigorated the franchise. San Jose doesn't quite have that. No. They, they have Ryan Merkley, who, who we still haven't even seen. He's going to be special. He doesn't exist. He, he's like Kale McCarr before a month ago. Oh. He just He's a piece of dust. He does not exist. Holy shit, that's ruthless. So, so to be a team of destiny, you need to have that window closing. And that's why I think Boston is more analogous to a team of destiny. Think about it. Chara, his career is almost done. You can tell the team wants to win for Chara. Bergeron, he's not getting any younger. The window's closing on him. Would you not agree Boston kind of has that same effect? No, I think it depends how you define team of destiny. It's I not see. quite the extent of San Jose, but Carolina, no. they got an open window. They got a ton of young I know, players. They have a window, but I think team of destiny is more about like who did you never expect to be? That's here? underdog. And, that's and, just underdog. But that's like destiny eh, underdog eh, kind of stuff. Eh, like destiny like the, is the like, miracle on ice was team destiny of destiny because like, they're underdog. Destiny is like hockey gods come into the game and reinvigorate the team, kind of like Pavelski in Game Seven against against uh, Vegas. Right? He gets injured. They get the call. They score the three power play goals. Right. I guess that's destiny. Yeah. They've, need, had it's more, it's like a, they've had more drama. It's a supernatural element that has its impact on the game. Fine. That's so there's no de- destiny in the there's East. No, there's no supernatural elements being no played. No destiny. No, no, no. Okay, fine. No White Walkers fine. in the Eastern Conference. No. Fine. That's fine. But I think uh, I love the group over in Carolina. Brindamore, great coach. Really wrestles the team. Jordan Stahl. He's like a, a, a shittier Bergeron with a body, with a big body. Slavin, he's probably the best defenseman in the series. Mm. I'm, I can confidently better than say Char- Charlie McAvoy. He's better than McAvoy. Yeah, he's more valuable than McAvoy in this series. I, I can wow. confidently say that. He never, he just doesn't make mistakes. Um, but that being said, I think the experience of the group in Boston, they've won before in the past. A lot of that core is still there and uh, they, they've got the talent to do it. And um, they taste this, man. I, I'm telling you, they ta- they see their window. They saw Tampa go down. They they ousted Toronto in a, in a tough, hard fought battle. And they, the window's wide open for them. And, and I think that they can get on the same page for this. Not to mention the leadership group is absolutely second to none. You've got Bergeron, who is... I, I heard a crazy stat from uh, Biz Nasty about how, how amazing he's doing at shutting down guys. And it's just like, that just blows my mind. I can't tell you exactly what it is. I wish I could, but I don't have it in front of me. This guy's playing unbelievable hockey, and he's doing it quietly. So he's firing on all cylinders. I mean, Tuka Rask has, has proved to be pretty darn good, and we didn't know he would be like this uh, jumping into the playoffs. But there's no stopping Boston from, from steamrolling all the way into the finals, and then we'll have another conversation about a very, very, very interesting final. Yeah, I think internally, like Bruce Casty's just chuckling throughout this whole series. I know he's been saying, tooting their horns, saying, oh, this team's tough. We're in for a tough run. But really, I think all these players are thinking, we just beat the Leafs. We just beat Columbus. 
we're going to stroll right over Carolina. Mm. I got the series in five. As much as it pains me to say wearing this Hartford jersey, <clears throat> this series is done in five. Carolina will steal a game at home. The fan base will give them a game. As Pierre Maguire says, when the Canes play in Carolina, they have a two-goal advantage. He says you have a 1.5 to two-goal advantage when you're the Canes playing in Carolina. I have no idea how what he calculates that. What the does that mean? I don't know. He says when you start the game, Carolina's up 2 nothing. So It makes no sense. Wow. How did you calculate that? So he's somehow saying that Carolina's building is the by far the best building in oh, the league? Oh, for sure. What? How can you say that? He's saying 1.5 to 2-goal advantage. Full of front-runner fans? What does that mean? Yeah, well, regardless, I'll take them up on it. I'll give them a game at home. That's but, silly, man. That's but so other, silly. Other than that, they're Tostitos in five games. They're toast. But we they're also toast. said, hey, we said this about other teams, and we no, got I mooked. said they, I said they were going to roll over Islanders. We got mooked on Dallas and the Islanders. We said they would get swept or in five, and and they mooked us hard. So yes, but this is I'd Boston. Be this is Boston. I'd be cautious. Babcock could that not beat Pittsburgh. Babcock, that was Babcock could not beat Boston. Nashville. I don't think Brindamore. If Brindamore, if Babcock <clears throat> couldn't beat them, I don't think Brindamore can. And we saw the theater in Game One, right? Two-one lead hanging into the third, and in TD Garden, the fans got onto them and they blew a lead. Hmm. They weren't used to the theater. They got leafs. They they got leafed. In, in, in TD Garden. They blew a lead in the third period. The Leafs know it's how nasty. that feels like. Carolina hadn't, and, and they felt it. Mm. Whereas it collapsed, the team in front of them collapsed. They took dumb penalties, contentious penalties, I may say, and uh, and, and they lost the game. And, and I think that's just a group of veterans making their presence known against a, a bunch of youngsters who are just making their first run. Mm. Mm. So they're done. They're done. We it's, agree. Gonna, it's gonna be a great final. It's gonna be Boston against the winner of that West series. Boy, oh boy, that's gonna be great. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a first time franchise going for the cup against the almighty Boston Bruins, who Will spoke so highly of. And just uh, a storyline formulating in my head is because I I have San Jose going, obviously, is like right. just a veteran group versus a veteran group. Perhaps you could say well, San Jose's closer to the window closing, but Boston doesn't have... Uh, they got they got a few more years with this excellent core. Chara's going. So the, it's a changing of the guards coming for Boston. So it's it's kind of the last of an era for, for both teams. So that's where the storyline picks up for me. And um, in this series, I, I will be cheering for Boston. But it's too close to call. Simply too close hmm. for me to call this. Hmm. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with what I like, and I'll, I'll say Boston, but this could seriously go either way. And uh, it's going to be a just a heavy, heavy, seriously um, well-coached final on both sides. Like, tactician work is going to be coming into play big time. And I think you're going to see just defensive schemes hmm. executed and, and who can break where. It, you're going to see some heroes emerge because breaking either one of these teams' psyches is going to be difficult. Hey, I agree. I think it's going to be a defensive showdown for sure. Um, but another thing is, I thought you were going with this with the storyline, is this is Joe, that would be Joe Thornton uh, making his return to Boston. 
if they made the oh. finals, right? Uh, 2005, traded right. uh, from Boston to San Jose. This was a first overall pick. This was a stud traded yeah. to San Jose in a groundbreaking blockbuster deal. Wow. How sweet would it be to win your first cup against the team that traded you? Wow. You're signed up for that, aren't you? I'm signed up. You're already signed up. Of yeah. course you are. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's I'm do excited that. for that too. But, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where my heart lies with who I who I would want to win. Oh no, you're heartless. You have no heart anymore. No, your teams are done. The, yeah, you're jerseyless. I know, but your you know, heart, your heart is over. It's done. But like, I still, I still will make you're a, some you're sort a, of what's investment. What's it, John Cherry say? Front running fans. I I will be a front. You're runner. a front running fan but of for any who? of these teams. But for who? That's the question. I don't know. We'll That's see. the question. Someone's got to prove themselves to me in this conference final. Wow. So audition, auditions up. And it's going to be a mainly a test of character. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Character will win. So you will be tuning in. Uh, I'll be following along. Whether I'll okay. actually watch okay. depends on my schedule and my timing. Okay. Fair enough. Well, with that said, we will break after this hour and a half long episode. I knew it. We thank Will again for jumping on. Mookie. Much anticipated. Fans wanted him back. We had him on. Dante contributing as well, especially as our technician this afternoon. We had some technical difficulties. Got the computer working. Th- so thank God for that. Um, and hey, for all the audience, we hope you guys enjoy the conference final. We've sure as hell enjoyed recording this episode for you. And uh, we look forward to recapping this, 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 these matchups. And of course, the Stanley Cup final on our next episode. So until then... Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to serve you. Rink Moose is signing off.